everybody. Welcome back to the Great and Terrible American Horror Story. We're doing episode nine, Spooky Little Girl, uh, today. Part one of it, at least, because they do... It's nutrient wrench. So many things. <laughs> so quick. Yeah, this is... So, uh, it, it turns out this is something American Horror Story has been doing since season one, I guess, where they're like... Hey, let's just not have anything happen for two episodes and then be like, oh, shit. <laughs> have a million things happen in one episode. <laughs> I'm do tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joined again by Miss Shadow Lovely and Slowby Pegging. Hey. Wow. Now that you know, it's funny. Um, it has that vibe of like, I did the paper, but oh crap, I didn't reach the minimum length. So you have those episodes that are just like, you know, like the Harmons <laughs> moved into their house. Then that, you know what I mean. And this is, and a house is a thing with four walls and blah blah, you know, whatever. So. Chat GPT doing SEO optimizations <laughs> for the script, basically. Uh. Also, like now many they're... people are asking, <laughs> <laughs> what is a murder house? <laughs> God, if, I know that I'm asking that, but like now. Now that you mention it, because I, I totally forgot that was the title of this episode. Um, That doesn't ever come into play, does it? There's no spooky little girls in this episode. I was going to say. Yeah, it's a weird title, uh, isn't it? I mean... Violet's not I, even in this episode. I th Maybe they mean the Dahlia lady, but she's not like a little girl. That Yeah, she's like that's 26. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah. She tries to fuck everyone. So like that's really weird to say, I think. So I don't think they're talking about her. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Should we get into it? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do Speaking it. Speaking of uh, her, um so this is one of uh, many times um that we will see American Horror Story um making a real life person uh a character in their show and it's 1947 at the murder house, um, and a taxi is letting some lady out at the murder house for some reason to see a Dr. Quran, um, and who's a dentist in the murder house. Um, I'm not even going to bother trying to figure out where this fits in the murder house timeline. It's like, um, and it's also like you've already did that. You know what I mean? With yeah. Dr. Montgomery. It's like, oh, but he's a dentist. Like, yeah, oh, it's dentist. different. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is a different guy who does different weird stuff in his house. <laughs> um, now we have three different types of doctors. We have a dentist, we have a therapist, and now we have um, Dr. Montgomery as well. Don't worry, he's in the scene. Well, he's in the scene later. He's in a later iteration <laughs> uh, of the same scene. Boy, uh, is he. Inexplicably. <laughs> he sure does just fucking appear in the scene. Oh, my God. He makes a real good cameo in the later half as well. Um, he makes several appearances. Um, but, yeah, it's some lady getting out of a out of a car um, to get her teeth worked on, um, which her teeth are pristine, by the way. Um, <laughs> and... She's like, hey, my friend told me to come see you. Uh, my teeth are messed up in some non-disclosed way that I don't know how to explain, I guess. I think she has a toothache because she's like, ooh, it hurts. And she's also like, BT Dubs, yeah. I don't have any money. Wink, wink. Uh, is there <laughs> maybe something else I could do to pay? Wink, wink. And he's like, lady, shut the fuck up. I just want to see the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, cut to some lady pushing a stroller with her toddler in it, seeing her body cut in half uh, in the park. Um, this is a real murder. A lot of you have probably already clocked. Um, it's the Black Dahlia murder, which is an unsolved murder case. Very extremely famous unsolved oh, crime. <laughs> don't worry, Liz. You forgot to mention the part where they made sure you knew, even if you didn't know. Yeah. Even if you were someone like me who's not really into that kind of stuff. Like, I don't go out of my way to find it. Mm -hmm. um, they, at the end, when he goes to put the, like, the, the, the sleep gas mask on her, um, he's just like, oh, one sec, and like pulls the flower off, and he's like, I don't want to crush your like marigold or whatever he says, and she's just like, oh, that's not a marigold, silly, it's a dahlia, the flower that I love and will be remembered as. <laughs> that's my life, yeah. It's so. Oh my god. So yeah, this character, quote unquote, is um Elizabeth Short, the real uh murder victim, the Black Dahlia murder. Um, she's a character inexplicably inexplicably in this episode. Um, full disclosure, I don't even remember if she's in like future episodes. I think I totally, this might yeah. be like I this totally, is like a one off. Right, I totally forgot about this plot thread altogether. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, seen reoccurring this trend of this show is having um, <laughs> right? a plot thread that goes nowhere. 
Um, Having watched it uh, recently for the first time, um, I can't imagine why they would bring her back. She adds literally nothing. Like they were just like, <laughs> we want to have another Moira, I guess, so that Moira can stop being Moira. <laughs> I, Moira maybe, like, too. Some producer at FX was like, we really need Moira to like hook up with a lady because that's my thing. And then, you yeah. know. It's like that was like we'll work in the Black Dahlia because we're we're completely disrespectful of many things. Like let's do this oh in the most horrible way God. possible. Yeah, Anyways. and like the other thing about her is like she's another one of those ghosts where it's like okay, she doesn't know she's a ghost for some reason. Um, it's unclear why some of the ghosts immediately know they're a ghost and why some don't. <laughs> I love Hayden for that exact reason. Hayden ruins any attempt at trying to explain why ghosts aren't aware of themselves or like why ghosts do things. Because Hayden just goes like, actually, ghost rules are fake and I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, that was one of them. Like, she died and she's instantly like, oh, yeah, I died. I'm a ghost. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm a ghost and also I would like to cause problems on purpose. I'm as a, ghost a ghost and I'm loving it. <laughs> I am having the best time. <laughs> Oh, my God. Then the opening sequence plays. Don't worry. We'll come back to this scene later. Um, not that we want to or that it does literally anything for the plot, but we will be back to this scene eventually. Um, now it's present day. And um, as she's known to do, Moira is being all sexy, making the bed. Ben comes in, sad as usual, and he's like, mm, Moira, can you make Violet a sandwich? And it's like, all right, Ben. You suck in so many goddamn ways. You can't make your own goddamn daughter a sandwich. Like we watched we watched someone else make you a sandwich already once in this season. Like you can't throw together two slices of bread and some lunch meat. You don't even pay Moira. She works here for free. Like you're going to make her make your kid a sandwich? Like goddamn. She's busy, Ben. She's making the bed. Anyway, this b making Violet a sandwich will be a reoccurring theme of this scene specifically like a hundred times in a row. Um, they will mention making Violet a sandwich no less than a dozen and, times. Yeah, and so Moira is, and then Moira's like, hey, can you help me make the bed? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then, but in the middle of it, she's like, I, you know, something like, anyway, I can suck you off. Or, you know, she says it more sexy than that, but whatever. <laughs> she's like trying to hook up with him. And he, but, but he's not having it, right? He's just like, uh, you know what, like, I, I, I'm sick of you coming on to me all the time. I'm sick, you know, I'm sick of all this stuff. I'm a married man. I love my wife. <laughs> and, um, you know, like that's enough. <laughs> like, oh man, I can't wait for the payoff for how much Ben loves his wife. Because yeah, I right. legitimately assumed that scene had to be a hallucination and that's the angle they were playing, mm -hmm. but there is no evidence to support nope, that. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's because like I feel like this episode is the start of Ben's quote unquote redemption arc, and I'm so many quotes on italicism. Redeemed him right into the toilet in the back half, Jesus. I know, just like <laughs> Lots of asterisks on this. That one, my words there. Okay, everybody. But yeah, because he's just like, I'm not having it, Moira. And you know what? Um, you were gonna make my daughter a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, go make her a sandwich. He didn't say it like that. He's just like, I just want you to make her sandwich and leave me alone. You know, which again, you really need to do that. So anyway. Yeah, so Ben suddenly is like, I'm going to make this marriage work, and this time I mean it. Um, so what's the next scene here? Oh, yeah, so then we're back. We're in Constance's house, right? And then um, uh, tr the Travis that, like, you know, young hog guy she's into kind of comes in walking her dogs, and she's, she's not happy with him, you know? So... Um, yeah, she's she's like kind of being a jerk to him, and then all kind of out of nowhere, it was just sort of like she like accuses him of like having sex with Addie before she died, which is like because like she says something like you know you're always flirting with her and stuff like that. He's like being nice. Oh, that's probably why you came over early. Yeah, 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 with, yeah. To, to diddle her, and he's just like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I think his literal refutation is just like, I fucking hate when you drink, man. Like, yeah. like, you're such a piece of shit when you're drinking. You know that, Constance. Like. <laughs> Which is like legitimately probably the best and most reasonable answer of this show is just like, wow, you're really awful when you drink. Um, he then also like goes to like grab a 
cigarette and he's just like great and you've smoked all the cigarettes too and that's why she like pops off and is like how dare you yell at me for cigarettes my daughter just died and he's like look the show is so confusing I don't know if that was six weeks ago or six <laughs> hours ago so it's your problem <laughs> yeah because she died on Halloween and another character Hayden will like mention Halloween later like it was like a year ago like she's like oh yeah that sucked man that's crazy uh, but that was so long ago don't worry about it like yeah how long has passed since Halloween I would love to know American unclear. Horror Story it's so unclear <laughs> Oh, like God. they might have well have had like the Black Dahlia thing and shown like last week, you know, like it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Like, time. They also just have a very pointless exchange of like, well, then why don't you go down to the to the Korean grocery store and grab more cigarettes? And he's like, yeah, that's what I was gonna do. And she's like, great. <laughs> kind of goes nowhere. Um, yeah, and then he's like, okay, time to take the dog for a walk and go down to the grocery store. I guess that scene was. To establish and remind us of who <laughs> who the fuck this dude is, who Travis is, because <laughs> he just leaves the dog, walks down the street, and then Hayden is like standing in a doorway, which I don't think is the doorway of Murder House, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, uh, what's up? Want to fuck? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know what's really weird? She, he has the dog in this scene because she comments on the dog because she whistles at him and he's like, is that for me or the dog? And she's like, the dog. Um, <laughs> then they fuck and like the dog's nowhere to be found. So I'm not really sure what he did with the I think, dog. I, they probably cut out the line where she's like, it's for the dog, but I can't fuck a dog. So <laughs> no, and then they go to it. Classic Hayden. Classic and I Hayden. Think, like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but even during, like, he's like, oh, I, she makes me so mad, meaning Constance, like, he's complaining about her. Is that right after? I ever, Whatever, but, like, That's you know. the second time they bang Oh, sorry. I'm just, okay. My bad. <laughs> Spoiler. Don't worry. We get two of these scenes. Um, He is complaining about her after they have sex in this scene. Um, yeah. Because we get right. two nearly identical scenes where Travis has sex with Hayden and then is like, you know what I love? Constance, um, and then like <laughs> leaves, <laughs> um, because for what it's worth, he does love Constance. After the first time they bang too, um, she's like, or he's like, oh, so why, why, sorry, why did you do this? What was going on here? She's like, oh, uh, or because he. She mentions like, oh, I'm going to move into the house because Ben loves me so much or whatever. And he's like, that's weird. Why are you fucking me, a random guy, if you're like so deeply in love? And she's like, well, I had to know if a ghost could fuck a real living human being. And he just goes, fair enough, and walks out and makes no further mention of this, which is fucking insane. It's fucking crazy that he's just like, oh, yeah, that's a normal thing to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely not like, oh, I either just fucked a crazy lady or a ghost. It's you know what it's like it's a or the ghost of a crazy lady who could say it's like a good horror movie thing like in a way where it's sort of like I shouldn't delve into this you know what I mean I should take my W and go before I get killed because you know but real life yeah it's like of course you're gonna be like I'm sorry what you know God I, I feel like I would be more okay with him like giving it a pass if it wasn't for the fact that there is a follow up visit later yeah that's fair yeah so, that's fair like if he was just like weird never gonna have sex with that lady again like i'd be like all right man fair play like you saw the writing on the wall you got out of there <laughs> shit sucked hit the bricks etc but now he's like you know what i actually did like the scary department store <laughs> i'm going back <laughs> it wasn't Very that bad point. right like i didn't get made into a ghost it was fine nothing bad could possibly happen um, also, I got a blowy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she said after they banged, like, he's like, oh, shit, I came inside. And she's like, ah, oh, it's fine. I can't get pregnant. And he's like, sick. No follow up <laughs> questions. I believe you implicitly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Travis is a sweet boy, but he's very stupid. Um, just very dumb. Weirdly, one of the smartest characters in the show, but also very stupid. Not a lot of competition. Yes, 100%. He is, um, you know, there is no second or third place, so he is winning the competition. At the very least, Travis's motivations are simple and seem to be consistent from scene to scene. Mm -hmm. This is true, yeah. It is, they're confusing, but they are consistent. 
Um, American Horror Story, where himbos die last. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank God, finally, the himbos come out on top. Um, now, also, I noticed in this scene, um, this is something they never really brought like a lot of attention to um, it, until like now. Um, <laughs> Hayden starts to like develop these like really, really noticeable bruises all over her body, um, which one would assume like, oh, you had to have like either gotten that as a ghost, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or you, like, died with them, but why have we never seen them until now? Um, I realized later, because we see yet another one, because these are on, like, her arms, because they were banging, so, like, you can see her arms. Um, mm -hmm. Later in the episode, she has them, like, on her neck. They're super noticeable. So another character would have definitely been like... Hey Hayden, uh, what's going on there? Did someone try to like fucking kill you? Like, what's going on? Like, you have incredible bruising on your windpipe. What the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah, remember when no Larry? <laughs> remember when Larry strangled her to death? Oh no, that was a shovel. Remember yeah. when Larry hmm. uh, karate kicked her in both of her arms? <laughs> right, she, I guess she was blocking, right? And he didn't have chip yeah, damage yeah, yeah. to kill her. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't notice, but she did down back for the first <laughs> shovel swing. Larry did have to come back and swing again. They just cut that part from the show uh, yeah because she does have like huge notable bruises on her forearms right yeah, yeah, yeah. i i realized what it was in the second scene when you see the ones on her neck it's supposed to be, be like a reference to like that thing she said the first time she saw ben in the basement where she's like i'm rotting from the inside and i'm like rotting and bruising aren't the same. Also, um, why is that happening, actually? <laughs> um, You're a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, wait. You're not like a corpse, Hayden. Your corpse is in the backyard. Like, we have a location for it. No, yeah. 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 Nothing nothing makes sense with the ghosts in this episode, really. Like in the, the I love Hayden. I've turned around on Hayden. Hayden's the best. <laughs> Hayden doesn't care. Hayden's given up. Hayden has given up on the ghost rules faster than the writers. Yeah, and I right. think that's beautiful. <laughs> Hayden's like, you know what? Fuck it, we ball. I make my own ghost rules, actually. Like, who's going to tell me no? Like, <laughs> there's no ghost authority. Like, who's going to tell me I can't, like, rot from the inside? There ain't no, there's uh, no ghost cops, you know? Like, ghost, yeah. Ghost cops they, are asleep. <laughs> like, walk out on all, without Halloween or whatever, you know? <laughs> Luke tried to arrest me with the real cops, and that didn't work. So who's mm. going to tell me I can't do this? Also, like, Hayden gets mad that, like... Specifically, Con or uh, specifically, Travis is not going to tell Constance that they banged, and I'm like, why? Why are you like mad about that? <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, um, like she doesn't. Hayden doesn't have any motivation to want to make specifically Constance mad. Um, I don't even know that they've ever interacted. So, like, her being super tilted about. Travis not like upsetting Constance very bizarre uh anyway yeah like Ty said um she's like hey just needed to see if a ghost could fuck a person he's like weird I'll see you later um <laughs> this again on Tuesday all right good um <laughs> then um this is a little confusing so it, it like <laughs> <laughs> transitions to another scene. I don't know if it's like the same day. I'm assuming it's not because that scene was at night and this scene's during the day. So maybe it's like the next day. Um, another detective. Um, I have just written a detective, but it should be noted. Um, another detective mm -hmm. rings Ben Harmon's doorbell. Um, and it, this is the same detective, which is confusing. Um, but he's here for a different thing. Um, which you think would put <laughs> Ben on a, a list of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't for whatever reason. Um, and he has got some lady with him and he's like, yeah, Marla over here, um, thinks you might be involved in a case we just opened. And I am, I don't know for certain I'm not in the police force, but like, I don't think that's how murder investigations work or like missing persons. Oh, I don't, you don't think they bring like some, they don't, you don't think they bring like next of kin up to the, um, the number one suspect and have them just be like, Hey, I think you did it. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> That's not procedure. <laughs> Listen, if you accuse him, we don't need to do Miranda rights or anything, okay? <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, a- <laughs> saves me a lot of paperwork. Also, I hate this guy. Last time I came to his house, it wasn't even to like question him. It was just to tell him he was a dick about another missing person case. Weird. <laughs> God, I forgot about that where the detective just showed up and was like, hey, Ben Harmon, fuck you, man. Okay, bye. The only good detective in, like, the history of the world who didn't even show up to, like, do something related to his job. He was like, we just wanted to let you know you're not guilty, but also you are a huge asshole. Goodbye. For for context for the people at home, this is Hayden's sister. And, you know, she's like, hey, my sister's been missing for quite a while, and... Ben Harmon, I know that she was pregnant with your baby and uh, that you came to see her in Boston. And Ben's like, "Uh uh-oh, because they're they're at his little kitchen island where everything happens. And then the detective's like, hey, we saw you digging a hole in your backyard. (laughs) Which, like, begs the question, like, why are we having this conversation here? Like, you know, but... Why aren't we uh, detaining Ben Harmon yeah. and then um, digging up the backyard to check? Yeah, that seems like this would be an easy enough... Right thing. <laughs> yeah. Also, going back to like, I don't think this is how missing persons investigations work. Um, you would think that maybe like just the detective would be like, "Hey Ben, um, you're a person of interest in a missing persons case. We're taking you down to the the station to right? ask you some questions." No, I'm just gonna bring her sister here. We thought that was okay. Um, I, I don't even actually know why I'm here. Um, because this is definitely not um admissible in a court of law to any capacity. Um. But hey, this is Marla. She'd like to know if you know where Hayden is. I, I know um, why they did this, and I'll explain it after the with the thing that happens in the scene. But yeah, go go ahead, <laughs> please, if you don't mind. Let's let's, let's, uh, let's keep going because like Marla, a woman we've never seen before, um, is like Ben. I bet you did insert exactly what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And the detective is like, "Damn, this lady's good. I'm really glad we brought her along." Um, she said literally exactly what happened, but we don't know that yet. Um, and then they both kind of start like grilling Ben and then Hayden just like walks in and is like, Hey man, why is everybody so worked up? That's so crazy. Um, and that ends the, the, like the questioning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cause like she, cause like the sister's like, where have you been? She's like, I, she says, I'm like, well, I figured you didn't give a crap about me. So like, why would I have checked in with you or whatever, you know? So like. Yeah, it's just sort of the the detective's just like, well, that satisfies everything here, I guess. Time to go, you know. Like it's it yeah, it just unceremoniously ends. And here's yeah, my I guess she's not a missing person. Here's my theory on on why, why this is playing out the way it is is that um Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk are sitting in the writers room and they're like, we're going to need a couple of scenes where Ben has to go to get questioned by the police, come back with somehow the detective's gonna have to see Hayden's there, and then uh, then they're gonna have to explain it to the sister to be satisfied, and then one of them's like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's so much work. Just do it in the kitchen scene, so they can we can all do it in one shot and be done with this." And <laughs> back to the Black Dahlia. Yeah, that's my theory. It's like it was too hard to write it realistically, so they're just like, "Fuck it, just <laughs> whatever." Yeah, I, I guess because like the only other explanation would be like, "Oh, they needed to somehow explain that like." Hayden and Ben Harmon are in speaking terms now for some fucking reason, um, <clears throat> even Maybe, though they yeah, shouldn't yeah. be for any established reason. Um, so, yeah. So Hayden walks in and is like, damn, that's crazy. And then it cuts to like, I guess, like a few minutes later and Hayden's still in the kitchen and Ben's like, hey, what the fuck was that? I want answers or I'll have you arrested. And this is where I'm like, why didn't you just have her arrested five minutes ago when you had a cop in the kitchen um like your wife already knows about her um and the last time you saw her she tried to murder your wife and there were witnesses for that so like why didn't you just be like hey man she tried to kill my wife because the show writers because the show writers know she's a ghost and they forgot that ben doesn't know she's a ghost until this next scene where he then also forgets she's a ghost again, I guess. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It didn't occur to me that I could have had the cops arrest you. But you know, now that it does, don't make me get the cop. Don't make me go to the front door and go like, hey! <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I just realized something. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> the, the resolution of this is just her being like, Damn, yeah, I was uh, I was really on one on Halloween. Sorry for trying to kill your wife. That was crazy. Um, 
<laughs> we could still be like friends though, right? That would be cool. We could still just like hang out. Like I don't want to bang you anymore. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, also, I had the abortion. We're all good. <laughs> Double thumbs up. Um, we good? And Ben's like, yeah, that sounds fine. Um, uh, you're right. Sometimes people just have an off day. You're probably just having an off day on <laughs> Halloween. It's cool. <laughs> Frankly, glass houses, Hayden, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, who am I to judge? We all have our... Uh, my uh, my real wife, she's in, like, the psych ward right now. Like, everybody has an off day. Um, we, we're square now, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. At least you had the abortion. Uh, and then we cut to... This is a good time to bring it up, actually. This is a good time to mention it. Hey, um, for those of you listening at home, if you haven't watched the episode in advance, or if you don't, I want you to think... How you think Ben Harmon feels about his wife that he tortured and put into a psych ward that he earlier in this episode said with resolve to a 13 out of 10 smoke show. I'm not interested in intercourse with you, ma'am. I love my wife too much. You know, just yeah. think about it. You know, just keep it in mind. No, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out, though, too, like what's going through Ben's mind in terms of Hayden, right? Because he's like. All right, so Hayden appears out of nowhere, you know, he, or he flies out to Boston. They go to that abortion. She doesn't have it. She comes to see him in L.A. She wants him to, like, put her up, all that stuff. Larry presumably hits her with a shovel. He, like, presumably, well, no, Larry buries the body, and he builds a gazebo on top of it. And she appears again, and at this point, he's thinking they are trying to, like, extort a thousand bucks out of me, obviously, and or something, right? And then now, like, after she's disappeared, the sister comes accusing him of killing her, and then she appears. Like, in Ben's mind, like, what is Hayden doing? I'm trying to get a thousand dollars to this... split with Larry. I still, right? Because <laughs> like, then you're like, well, then why did, like, it seems like it's easier to explore, whatever. It's just, like, this is so confused. And... I think, like, the motivation for Hayden's character is so confusing to Ben that that's why when she's like, hey, we're cool now, right? Like, I'm not going to try and murder your wife. He's like, ah, sick. Okay. Well, I was too tired trying to keep up with that anyway. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a win where I can get yeah, it. We yeah, we take those here. We take those here. Rare Ben Harmon dub. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, So... <laughs> We're back to remember the Black Dahlia lady. Um, don't worry, she's still not important, but she uh. is here. <laughs> we put yeah. her back in. <laughs> she Yay. is here in the house currently with Ben. Um, she's like, "Hey, bud, I'm here for uh, a therapy appointment." And he's like, "Whoa, holy shit, we got to put a bell on you or something." Um, also, do you have like an appointment? And I feel like. Ben, you don't have, like, a receptionist, so, like, you would know. Like, why are you even asking? You should just be like, hey, you don't have an appointment. Like, you would know. You schedule all your appointments. So what do you mean, do you have an appointment? You've never seen this woman before in your life or ever spoken to her. Also, who the fuck knows why this ghost has decided to show up right now? We just needed another ghost, also I guess. Not that not that this has been realistic around his like therapy stuff at all, but like we've established too, he's like in trouble, like m like finance. He needs fi he mm -hmm. needs money, right? So this isn't like a thing where he's going to be slop. He can't afford to be sloppy and gloss over whether the ghost has insurance <laughs> or what. You know what I mean? Like this is like, I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure you don't have an appointment, or if I'm not sure, I absolutely have to check because we have established multiple times I need money. But anyway. yeah, he does try to check to see if she has ghost insurance. Not like really. He just asks her if she has insurance. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is insurance? I died in like 1940 something. Um, right. And she's like, I hear I hear some of my problems. I constantly try to bang guys, which because this is fucking American horror story. They've decided to go with like the least flattering rumor surrounding an unsolved murder just like they did with that other famous man who died <laughs> earlier in the series like they're like oh what's the worst rumor about the victim of a horrific crime um let's go with that as their canonic lore and backstory and that's what they've gone with for her which is that she was just like a real big skank and it ended up getting her <laughs> murdered um and she's really guilty about it which again wasn't like a real thing that happened. It was a rumor that was circulated about her. Also, extra weird right? in the same series that was like, Charles Manson's just a funny little guy. <laughs> Charles Manson, <laughs> like... who is still alive at the time of filming. Just a goofy little fella. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just a 
just a funky guy yeah it, uh, absolutely not so yeah the fact that they do that and then also they're like oh yeah also Liz Short yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck her <laughs> yeah she was she deserved it like what are you what the fuck God. and then he asks her her name and she gives him her full name she looks like someone who died in 1947 um and he does not think it's odd that she looks like someone from 1947 and also does not immediately recognize her name, which you might be thinking, Liz, come on. Not everyone knows every murder. Like, yeah, the Black Dahlia is super famous, but like not everyone does true crime stuff. Not everyone's going to know who that is. Um, Hayden does. Hayden knows her name at the end of this episode. So, like, it's not yeah. that unrealistic to think that some people... um would would know who she is uh especially given that ben Harmon lives in the murder house um <laughs> where a lot of murders have happened and they've had to do a lot of research on murders that have taken place there uh it also feels like this is hard to say like an unsolved crime if it happened in accordance with the murder house you know what i mean like that kind of casts like new suspects in the light on that case you know yeah uh it's spoiler like, alert it's the weird you know, fucking I, you know what I mean? like i know in real life it right because in real life we don't know and you know we don't know who killed her because she probably wasn't killed in a, a thing that later became known as the murder house but if it's a famous murder <laughs> and you're looking at things in the area hey there's this house it's got a funny nickname i wonder if you know she but... might have died in the murder house we should probably see if anyone <laughs> died at the murder house uh in this right, window of time dentist. Yeah, that dentist. I just start checking for everybody's yeah. DNA. That murder house. Just like, who's been there? <laughs> Who, who's gone through this murder house? Because the answer is apparently more than you realize. And um, I don't know much about killer yeah. dentists, but I also feel like that's not like a one and done kind of thing where you're just like, okay, I, I got away with that one murder. Now to be good the rest of my life and just be a regular dentist. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually like, oh, I killed people in a series or I'm that kind of murder. You know what I mean? So you'd think you'd get caught or there'd be more evidence or something. Whatever. It's funny. They almost try to play it as like... <sighs> It's weird. They don't give enough gravity to what the dentist does. Because <laughs> no. it's not good. It's not good when he, you know, t t t rapes a lady. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's not good. That's not great. And then kills her with gas. And they like, almost the way they frame it, it's so fucking weird. They almost frame it as him just like, oh, geez, I can't. Like, he like slaps her on the face. He's like, oh, geez, Liz, I didn't mean to do this. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it's like... It he just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need to have, give him, like, funny little guy moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's a rapist <laughs> and a murderer. <laughs> like, well, can we just stop doing this American Horror Story? Can we, like, not write in new characters out of nowhere that do horrible, inexcusable things and then be like, actually, yeah, Tate's actually, fine. <laughs> All these guys that have done horrible, atrocious things, just funny little guys. They were just having a goofy day. Um <laughs> we'll address all that in the next scene, because um, right now uh, Ben has to trauma dump on uh, Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia victim. Um, anyway, he does not know somehow that this is the woman who was famously murdered. Um, and she's like, I just can't. I'm also Moira and I can't stop not fucking guys who are married, I guess. Um, so I'm going to start taking my blouse off. And Ben's like, listen, lady. I would never cheat on my wife. Well, he fantasizes about cheating on his wife. Yeah, because they. This is an <laughs> annoying thing they do sometimes, where like they they'll they show like on screen he's like starts hooking up with her and stuff, but then they're like, "Just kidding." Here's real life where he doesn't do that, and you're like, "Like, what was that?" You know what I mean? Like, why did it only lasted like ten seconds? Why did you do that? But you know, <laughs> it's like. It's like unreliable narrator, but like not quite because it's more like unre like the unreliable narrator just going, nah, I'm just kidding. Like 10 seconds later. Yeah. You know? well, <laughs> it's, like it's just that they just wanted to record that scene, but then it yeah. not be real. Um, they just wanted as many scenes of Ben not actually cheating on his wife as they could possibly fit into the show. Um, then a very unhinged interaction happens after he schedules like another meeting with her, um, which... Going back to people not knowing they're a ghost, which, spoiler alert, Elizabeth Short does not know she's a ghost. Um, you'd think that when he would be like, hey, uh, when can you come back for your next therapy session? And she's like, tomorrow. You'd think that, like, 
you know, you'd be like, damn, why don't I have any plans? Like, what is today? Is my schedule free? Can I come back tomorrow? Oh, wait, wait a second. I'm a ghost. Oh, wow. Um, no, it doesn't ever cross her mind. <laughs> That's a good point, Liz. It would be it would be pretty hard to just go about day to day business without coming to the realization <laughs> that you were a ghost pretty quickly. Like there's like certain things that you'd just be. It's not like uh, Fantasia where you can like spend your whole life just assuming everyone saying like picture an apple in your head is just like metaphor or whatever. No, like you'd be like, oh, I tried to touch something and my hand <laughs> yeah. went through oh, it. I can't walk <laughs> like, out the front door. This is so well, weird. That's like that's a very annoying thing about the show too, because like they like they'll do things where like the ghost will have sex with someone or like push a glass off a counter or something, and then like later on like they'll be like we oh, can't move a body. It's like we well why yeah. can't you? Like you can do like a lot actually, and it's just like oh I can't do it. I can't lift heavy things. Like I'm not I'm a wimp, you know. But I you know I, I it doesn't make like it's like sometimes they can't interact, sometimes they can. Whatever. There's no ghost rules, you know. I guess there are but, many whatever. ghost rules <laughs> and also simultaneously no ghost rules. That's the uh, the paradox of American Horror Story. It's like in the last Jedi of like American Horror Story when they realize like oh we can transcend the ghost rules in the old ways you know or something like uh, oh my god uh, now back to what I was saying is um, the most unhinged interaction between two characters in this scene um, the phone rings it's for Ben um, and it's the uh, the OBGYN that keeps showing up and she's like hey Ben your wife's uh, in the mental hospital right now so I'm gonna give you the news we don't usually do this and it's like. I think you probably do. And if you don't, why are you doing well, it now? It's, it's because of it's because of the specific nature of the news that is being delivered uh, that they would not normally tell the spouse, I think. But also, again, to your second point, yeah. then why today? <laughs> yeah. Then why have we made exception today? Like, that's not really a good enough reason. Because the news they have to tell is that, hey, a uh, really rare thing happened. Turns out the twins have two different dads. Which, like, I don't know if also, you test Also, like, my that. thing is, okay, so <laughs> if they know that the twins have two different dads, that means they ran some kind of paternity test. Like, some variety, which I don't know that you can do at eight yeah. weeks, by the way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's, um, it's like an amniocentesis at that point. Let me, let me take a look. It's Or maybe I'm saying the wrong thing, but, like... They do a genetic screening, right, before, which is how they figure something out. But I don't think they don't, like, actually, like, screen the baby. I think they screen, like, the fluid, you know? Like, because you can't, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, well. Well, she know. did. Yeah. She It still needs all the she cells did, it's for. She right. did yeah. actually have that done. The amniocentesis, whatever it was, thing. She had that done. But, like, how would you know that the babies had two different sets of DNA from the amniotic fluid? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, just to be, yeah, and by the way, it is amniocentesis, and it's, like, a prenatal test where you take the, it is the amniotic fluid, yeah, you don't take the actual, yeah, so, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know that you can do You that. know how, do you know how fucking hard it would be to take a <laughs> tissue sample from an unborn, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, of course they just grab the fluid, holy shit, imagine, oh my god, alright, now make sure you keep labeled which one was the right baby and which one was the, ah, oh, they did a little spin! Motherfucker. <laughs> God, they're so fast. And for some reason, when we do this, we can't see that one of them is a devil baby. Only that one lady could tell that one was a devil baby. That's so crazy. You know what? I feel like maybe there's like some kind of weird like audience gaslighting happening, right? Because it's like obviously the show writers they need this plot point to happen where Vivian's pregnant with twins and one's Ben's and one is who knows, you know? And um uh, uh, but the thing is, like, even though that's a real condition, there's no way that could happen. But what they do is they have the nurse explain an unrealistic thing. The object explain us realistic thing she's doing. Like, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Normally, I would never tell the husband, but your wife's in a psychiatric center. So here's the extenuating circumstance that makes the unrealistic thing. And it's like kind of like a, a big involved <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the mirror kind of thing when it's like. I hope if we do this, they're not going to notice the rest, the other really unrealistic shit we're trying to pull. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, my biggest, yeah. my biggest complaint is that if they somehow were able to identify that the twins have two separate fathers, um, it makes what Ben does later in this episode, um, even dumber than it 
is already, which is saying something because it's already very fucking stupid because he doesn't need oh, to play yeah. uh, detective. He doesn't need to play monk. He could just, you know, <laughs> wait for a paternity test instead of trying to play in shy private eye, trying to figure out who the other dad is. Um, that will be a reoccurring theme for the rest of the episode. Because now Ben's decided, wife bad, actually. Um, wife was good for exactly <laughs> 15 minutes. And now, wife bad again. Um, <sighs> I can't believe she would do this how, to me. How dare ben, she, truly. Ben Harmon, the most of the man who can't think more than a second ahead or anything. Ben Ben Harmon, a man who has never reflected in a mirror, <laughs> the surface of water, or a goddamn hubcap in his life. This man has never taken a sec. Somehow is a psychiatrist who has never taken mental index of his fucking existence once. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely unhinged to be like, wow, I can't believe. What would possibly drive a human being to cheat on another <laughs> human being? If only I had experience with also, this. Also, one Fuck. of the most frustrating things ever. And this completely sails under the radar. It's not even mentioned until later in the episode when Ben is like, oh, well, well this <laughs> happened, actually. Um, After he gets blown the fuck out with one of his theories for no reason, he comes to this conclusion. Um, Your wife is literally in the psychiatric hospital because she had a psychotic break, allegedly, because she kept... Like having visions of someone sexually assaulting her. Hey, Mr. Therapist, is it possible that could maybe be PTSD from her being assaulted? Just spitballing here. Just a thought. Maybe that's something we should, you know, investigate. No, Ben immediately jumps to, what a fucking slut. What a whore. My wife, a whore. Um, there's no, there's nothing else that could possibly be the answer to how this happened. Nothing uh, that, you know put her in the mental hospital or anything. Uh, it was definitely that she's a whore. Uh, and and I'm going to make sure she knows that later. <sighs> then it's the next scene. Um, I think we are still on the same day. Who knows? It probably doesn't matter. Moira is um, in old mode, <laughs> sir, going old mode, um, cleaning the house. You know who else is in the house? I guess we should all know by now. It's Constance because she's always in not her house. Um She's hanging out with uh, our good friend Old Mode Moira, <laughs> who is cleaning. And she's like, hey, I'm looking for Violet, who doesn't show up in the episode, by the way. Uh, she's like, I know for a fact that Travis was banging Violet because I guess he smelled like vagina. I don't know. She's very vague about <laughs> it, and it's very odd. It, I, I think this is a case of... Um Constance's one weird special folk ability they gave her, which is she can smell like, I guess just things related to pussy <laughs> is the reality of it. Because like at first I'm taking mental index and like she smelled a pregnancy, menstruation, and now someone having priorly had intercourse so, with someone. So it's that's like her thing, I guess. That's her special wait, ability. So, uh, congrats. So, you, so the ghost rules are also that your genitals still give off an odor like after you're dead. That's like a thing. Hey, wait, good <laughs> point. Can constant smell ghost pussy? Is it? Is that Oh my god, I wish that wasn't absolutely banned on every streaming platform, because that would be the perfect title of this episode. Can Constance smell ghost pussy? God, next time we stream Phasmophobia, we just stream titles, sniffing ghost pussy. Sniffing for ghost pussy. Uh, And, like, that's not even the most confusing part of this. Like, it's not even that she can smell the ghost pussy on him. It's that she's like, this is absolutely Violet's fault. Like, and I'm like, the the only thing that yeah. Violet has in common with Travis is that you guys live on the same street. Like, Travis is a grown man with a vehicle. He could have slept with anybody in Los Angeles or outside of Los Angeles. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it's not even like, oh, I saw him leaving your house and then he smelled like ghost pussy. It's just, no, he smelled like ghost pussy. And also, Violet lives within one mile. So it's got to be Violet. There's no other way that it could... There's no way it could be anybody else. Um, <clears throat> it's like Occam's razor, except, you know... Like, you, you must have banged the only people, only characters on the show. It's the only we way. We could not afford to pay another extra, so it had to have been a character that's already you, been named. 
you can't have banged someone that me, Constance, the main character of the universe, doesn't know of. <laughs> um, and like again, Violet's not in this episode, so Moira's like, uh, no. Moira goes on a weird tangent where she's like, Violet would never bang Travis because he's greasy. A, he's not. Um, and B, she's like, it, he, she would never like sleep with a man of the trades. And I'm like, I don't think Violet gives a <laughs> shit about that, even if um they were banging. And also, um. <laughs> She's fucking a school shooter, so I don't feel like Violet's like standards are terribly high. Um, <laughs> also, has has Moira interacted with Violet that she has a judgment? Like, I can't even think of one scene that they like speak. I in. mean, they've never spoken. I don't think, but she did make Violet a sandwich, and also she, um, Violet saw Moira try to bang her dad. I guess. We didn't. We didn't actually. We don't actually know that she made the sandwich. That part was never. That's that, true. that loop was never closed. That's true. That is honest, a dangling but, yeah. thread that we don't have closure on. <laughs> um, and like she's like. Also, Violet would have never banged Travis because she loves your son Tate, um, or at least she does right now until she finds out that he got her mom pregnant. Um, Teehee, like, she can forgive a school shooting, but getting her mom pregnant, that's where she's going to draw the line. Like, no, I feel like once we um, sailed past Violet finding out he's a school shooter and a ghost and still being like, I'm into it, uh, we sailed past Violet having any moral compass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man of the trade would be a huge step up. Oh, honestly, my God. So. Travis is such an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not saying they should get together because Violet's, like, 17, but, like, Travis is a major improvement on, if we're being honest, every man in this show except for Luke. <laughs> um, <laughs> Travis is just like a solid mid-grade unemployed himbo in LA. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> even it's like... <laughs> he's just a fine... He's into a lady who sucks. And that's unfortunate. But that doesn't make him they a bad like, person. They yeah. try to frame him as like a like a gold digger, but he's really not. Like he just genuinely loves Constance and is like, man, I and, love my my old MILF girlfriend. <laughs> and frankly, like even if he were, like he was super nice to Addie. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a like a complete jerk. Like he's like, you know, font, whatever. You know, and he puts like, up she with, has a sugar yeah, mama. He, he fine, puts but. up with Constance being like aggressively mean to him for no reason. And she, he's like overly nice to Constance. Like he's a he's just a sweet boy. Like he did cheat on Constance, but she did um, you know, accuse him of uh having sex with her but, daughter. So her underage daughter with Down syndrome. Oh, no, she's not. That's right. She's 30. I'm yeah, sorry. She's Never like mind. 30. She's not she was 38 at the time of yeah. death. Would anyone know that? Never mind. No, not a single person, <laughs> not a single human being. No. What does the, sh the show phases in and out of remembering that? So it's understandable. Yeah. Beef. Like they. Oh, God. Yeah, no. They oh, they repeatedly conflate ages of characters. <laughs> yeah. It's um, nuts. Then Constance is like, Tate did what? I I need to go beat Tate's ass. Um, Tate impregnated a lady. Mm -hmm. I have to go beat Tate's ass. And you know what? For the first time, good job, Constance. Um, maybe the only time you've ever held your child accountable. And um, good good for you for being like Tate. You hey. fucked up. <laughs> hey, how how does how does Moira know who the father of Vivian's children are, or that Vivian's having more than she can one? smell it? Well, anyway, she can smell it. Uh, yep. Moira can smell it. Moira can smell <laughs> it too. Yeah, good. You know what, Liz? Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength here. Obviously, yeah. Moira can smell it. No, she we can don't smell need to even go for dick. I get it. Uh, She's like, your, yeah, your belly yeah, yeah. smells of two penises. Oh, <laughs> that. That you know what this makes sense now, Constance and Moira. It's like a Dante and Virgil situation. So like they just got like the opposite ends of that. Yeah, okay, I get it. That's why they hate each other so much. That's why they're such intrepid rivals, but they're willing to work together on occasion. Oh my the God. enemy of my enemy is my friend, and in this case, it's ghost genitalia. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah together we could smell the, the, the antichrist taint. yeah exactly oh my god yeah um so constance is like tate you fucked up bad and tate's like crying and she's like smacking the shit out of him like i cannot believe you've done this like you really fucked up bad 
um, which I guess like Tate didn't consider until now. Um, so Constance, for once, <laughs> is actually quite self-aware of how bad the situation is and how bad something that Tate did was. Because even in that scene, she kind of like downplays the school shooting aspect. She's like, listen, I could forgive a school shooting. That was just an indiscretion. But impregnating Violet's mom, unforgivable. You fucked up bad. And I'm like, listen, those both, terrible. Horrible things that he mm-hmm. did. Um, I don't know that... Uh, the second one is so bad that it makes the first one okay. Um, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't bring it up, but it, it also was not that, like, you know, Vivian knew who he was or anything. So it's it's pretty bad. But uh, again, we're not, uh, Apple, uh, you know, not uh, school shooting is really funny. It's one of those things where the crimes are all so bad that they're just bad in their own unique yeah. way. They're ne- one isn't worse than the other. They're just equally bad. Not necessarily equally bad, but they're bad in different directions, if that makes sense. They're, they're two extremely long vectors pointed in different directions. Yeah. They're both terrible, and c- comparing them is inherently a little weird. We don't- <laughs> so it's just like, mm-hmm. they shouldn't. They shouldn't bring it up and they also just shouldn't have had him be a school shooter ever in the first place because it adds nothing we shouldn't be able yeah yeah, exactly we shouldn't need the dot product of this and it's weird that we have so many vectors to do it but yeah yeah Yeah, like (laughs) yeah the fact that it's it's the viewer is constantly being forced to ask these questions because it's not like i'm not saying like you two like oh you're being ridiculous (laughs) or whatever no like the show naturally prods these questions from the audience repeatedly Mm -hmm. by posting these questions and these situations that inherently, you know, presuppose, hey, um, Tate did awful things earlier and we've forgiven those, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. now we have to move on. Like, it, the show just is so insistent that, like, we've all collectively, communally agreed that the school shooting was fine, yeah. which I didn't, man. <laughs> I didn't yeah. okay this. And the show's like, no, you did. And I'm like, I really I didn't, didn't what, though. It's extra, like, frustrating. The, uh, there's several aspects, the, every aspect, if we're being honest, of the school shooting, like, plot thread is frustrating um a that it exists because it does not serve a purpose in the plot moving forward like i think you said uh, several episodes ago it could have just been that tate was a sad boy who killed himself like that would have been a perfectly fine substitution and it would have changed no points of the story whatsoever but the other like most frustrating things is that a they're huffing their own farts about this so bad, this, like, school shooting and, like, Tate being like, oh, he's just misunderstood. Like, they didn't even do a good job of trying to make us empathize with him being a school shooter. They were like, no, he just, like, did it arbitrarily one day. He wasn't bullied. He didn't know these kids. He just did it. Like, they didn't even do a good job of that. Like, the... The thing I was like a little hoping they were going for at first, and I threw out all hope within, you know, the first couple episodes, was that like he talked about his fantasies and fantasizing of doing it to Ben, all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping they were going to like build it up as like he repeatedly like fantasizes about doing it. There's imagery of him doing it, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like a taxi driver thing of like, but he does, he just kills himself. He doesn't do it. Like he absolutely doesn't go through with it. He doesn't have the spine for it. Cause that could be like, an interesting character or yeah. like some kind of depth to explore or something but uh no he just arbitrarily <laughs> decided like ah now nah, i'm gonna just do this which is that's like the that's because uh, there's like so many other yeah. interesting like things they could have done with it or like if ben talked him out of it so or like kept him from and then like so it's like ben's a pretty bad guy but there's this one good thing about him or you know what i mean like Every other, like, like path they could have picked from a writing standpoint is more interesting and, like, not so terrible that we have to, like, do these, like, pretend Tate what did, Tate's okay things, you know, so, just to keep the plot going. They, it's just they wanted to pull gravity from Columbine without having to deal with any of the questions that Columbine raised, yeah. which as a cultural historical event, it did. Yeah. <laughs> so like trying to pull that gravity without being willing to touch upon any of the natural questions that follow is just yeah. Fucked I think up. I mentioned yeah. when we were actually talking about that episode specifically. Other like shows kind of in the same vein of like a TV show that centers around like real life, quote unquote, um, or like drama. Um, have have also done that same storyline. Like for example, Degrassi. But they did like 
several episodes of buildup where they were like, yeah, this guy who did the really bad thing um, was very like mentally unwell and was being brutally bullied every day. Like it doesn't justify it clearly, but like there was a reason why it happened Mm. in the show. And like the characters also understood that it served like a plot. It served the story moving forward in some capacity because it was like, oh, fuck, this bad thing happened. It was nobody's fault per se, but these are some of the things that contributed to the culmination of the bad thing happening. Um, This show was like, now this kid was real shitty and just did it. And then now he's decided he's not shitty anymore for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing the thing that's especially um, rough about it is by them not showing any of it, but trying to tie everything to Columbine so one-to-one, which they're clearly trying to do, yeah. right? They're clearly trying to do. They're referencing specific people at the event and stuff. Um, that forces me to imply that Tate's reason for being bullied and being forced into this is the same as real Columbine, which is... Because he was a white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, if they want me to have any kind of sympathy with Tate, not showing any of the lead up just forced me to assume, even though this is, like, the one thing they haven't shown him doing openly, even though he has done homophobic hate crime, um, that... I'm forced to assume he was a little white supremacist, right? Because why wouldn't I? If everything else is tied one to one, why wouldn't that be? They didn't bother Googling the actual Columbine. I think, yeah, I think they fell for like all the myth and everything. Yeah, that's why there's that like, do you believe in God? Yeah, they listened to that one flyleaf song and were like, we know everything about Columbine now. Um, Put it in the show. Yeah, and the Black Dahlia while we're and here. And the Black Dahlia. <laughs> Speaking of which, we haven't seen her in a minute. Um, where do you think she is? Oh yeah, uh, I know. What's she doing? I know where she is. <laughs> um, she's at uh, she's at Ben's therapy room because I guess he has like an office. <laughs> she's on. No, top she's of under Moira. Moira. <laughs> she's specifically yeah. under Moira. Oh, sorry, she's under Moira. Moira Moira's on yeah. top. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And um, <laughs> it's just basically for yeah. us, the audience. <laughs> Thumbs up. Great scene. Thank you, American Horror Story. Really enjoyed myself. Mm. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, I, my yeah, my energy was really waning at like 1.30 a.m. when I was watching this yesterday, and this definitely put a little pep in my step to finish it up. Yeah, like Moira and, um, and Beth are making out on the couch, like all hot and heavy, half their clothes are off, and they're like, hey, Ben, do you want to join us? And he's like, wife bed. Oh my God, I don't want to have sex with you beautiful ladies. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you I love my wife? Oh my God. But also my <laughs> wife sucks and is a little harlot and I hate her and I... Uh. And then also <laughs> I hate her. So like, I'm going to deny this right now because I love my wife, but also wait until the next <laughs> and, then, and then Constance comes in like, I was down the block, but I smelled something <laughs> going I on. I smelled anyway, ghost sorry. pussy cooking. <laughs> Time's Okay, so now we get the dentist thing. So we see the dentist having sex with her unconscious body. Great. Oh, for the record, for the record, he Ben walks in, it just does that, and then is just like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. you're fired, Moira, yeah. forever. I don't care if you're going to sue me for being ghost racist or whatever. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, Liz, I can't treat you anymore. I can't be your psychiatrist if you're gonna keep trying to do this. So you also have to go. And they're both just like, Oh, okay. Um, so I guess neither of them will show up ever again in the future, because if Moira has been forced to leave, I don't see why she <laughs> possibly be allowed to come ben back. Ben has passed the trials <laughs> of the hot ghost trying to fuck him, so now he's a good character, God, right? why can't anyway. that happen to me? Yeah, it should be happening he... to me, not Ben Harmon. Now... <laughs> Now he loves his wife. I know, right? Like, I would just be like, hell yeah, I'm going to get some ghost time. But <laughs> yeah, he um, is so, yeah, he's proven how much he loves his wife. Um, yeah. Even and finding out she just cheated then, on him and being okay with it and still still being faithful to her, for, at okay. least for now, and you know, or whatever. I, yeah. I have to point out, so, because like many episodes here, this is where the Black Dahlia storyline ends, um, because he tells them to leave, and then Beth is like, oh no, Moira, you said that would work, which raises the question, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean that will work? <laughs> what would work? Ben had already agreed to see you for another session and wasn't requesting payment, which is 
bonkers, but it yeah. did already happen. Yeah. So, like, what is what was the issue you needed to overcome? Like, it, this would have made sense if Ben at the end of their first session said, "All right, that first one was free, but you do need to pay me yeah. money to use my services as a psychiatrist in the future." I apologize, but I'm very strapped for cash, and I do need it. Um, but instead, he goes, "All right, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow." And she goes, "Okay, great, see you tomorrow." And she's like, "Well." Um, yeah. What the fuck is name? <laughs> and like, she's like, Moira said this would hey. work. I'm so sad. Which, who the fuck knows what that Wait. means? Shouldn't Moira look like an old lady to her too? Would Would you Would you kiss old mm. Moira? <laughs> yeah. Liz is pretty hot. You know, like, she she just like she's into it. She's just like into some ladies. Right. She's okay. pretty bad. Right. Whatever. It's fine. fine. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, well, uh, anyway. And- so. Um, <laughs> Look, we don't know how the. I think like the rules are like you see what you want to see. So I guess the Black Dahlia ladies just like really down right now. You're thirsty enough. Any anybody looks young. If we're being really, 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 really charitable to the AHS writers, another equally as popular rumor about the Black Dahlia is that she was murdered because she was a lesbian and like rejected the advances of a man. Sure. Um, Okay, that's very generous though. But Moira specifically calls out men and like how they use women and things like that, and that's her whole curse deal, right? It's but- true. She does really specific. Like uh, you're right. It would be like it would work if it wasn't for the fact that they have had Moira like thirty plus times over the course of this season. Be like, it's because of <laughs> yeah, <them."> that's <laughs> which she has straight up just had like twelve separate baby Babbitt moments of like you need to eat the pig brain. <laughs> because of man vivian basically and (laughs) it doesn't get uh, less confusing because she's like i thought that would work and then hayden shows up and is like moira's using you and it's like for what (laughs) what are you both trying to gain from this what is what we are trying to do here because him fucking the black dahlia doesn't make him find moira's bones So what is anybody's motivation in this scene? <laughs> I think they just wanted to kiss. The writers knew this is the writers needed something for the this guys. This is an FX producer's demand, yeah, for your new show you're going to need, yeah. So let let's, let let let's, we we've been dancing around. Well, the next scene we get the deck Dahlia's um backstory which you know the dentist. So um and we know what happens basically. So then like uh but again, it's extra. It is. It is worth oh, yeah, mentioning sorry. that it, it's extra confusing in the way that they presented an American horror story. Because yeah, it's she's drugged, and when she's under, he has his way with her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the thing is, though, is it framed it as her offering sex beforehand as pain, yeah. and him so, being like, like, "No, you gross. Let me see those teeth." Like he was clearly not into it, and like, shut up. I just want to fix your teeth. And then it's like, no, I'm actually a creep and an awful man. Like, well, mm-hmm. why? She was just into it, dude. Like she was just gonna like do it. Why did you have to do this? And then he gets yeah. his like weird goofy guy moment. And then, yeah. And then they act like it was like totally on accident of like him again pulling the sleeping gas mask off her and being like, Liz, Liz, no, what have I done? Which it's like. Come on. It's the Black Dahlia murderer. We don't need to be like, what if he was, what if he was nice? Yeah. <laughs> what if he, what if he says, also, immediately after he just commits sexual yeah. assault. <laughs> like, and, uh, then, really, really unnecessary. And then, like, yeah, he, like, he, like, drags her body to the basement, and then Do- Mon- Dr. Montgomery is here, and he's like, hey, I'm here to help. But it's like, what? Like, why? And then, like, like, the dentist. Uh, to be clear, Slow Beef isn't exaggerating. Literally, he drags the body in, and you have like a shot looking at his face of just like, oh man, what am I going to do? And then Charles Montgomery like slides <laughs> in from off camera and is like, hoy, 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 like, here I, I am. He can smell <laughs> bodies because he loves that shit. Charles Montgomery loves a dead it's body true. that he can put together or but take apart. He, it's like he, his favorite. He smells a body and he just goes lit. Yeah, he just goes Larry mode. As soon as he smells one, he's like, I can just slide into place like Kramer. And like, do he's like, stuff. oh, boy, like, you got I, a body I, there? I love those. If it wasn't for, like, the assault and everything, like, this would almost be funny because it's like, he's like, I can fix this. And then the, then the next thing he's like, the dentist's like, you cut her in half and drained her. Like, what'd you do? He goes, I cut her in half and drained all her blood. Like, that didn't help anything. And then, and then he's like, 
He's like, oh, she's more portable yeah, now. And, and it's like, why did you cut her up like the Triforce? <laughs> like, what and, then that, they, and then they've also given achieve? him this weird characteristic where he's like, well, she looked kind of sad. So I cut her mouth from side to side so that she'd be smiling. Again, a Black Dahlia murder thing. Um and it's like, okay, so Charles Montgomery was just really into that, I guess. This will happen again right? in this episode, it by the way. Yeah, it's like a new thing. Yeah, uh, just out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, I want to see all these women I'm killing smile. Like, that, that was nothing to do with what happened with you, dude. Like, it is pretty funny how they just, like, to excuse how Charles acts in completely fucking nonsensical ways, they just constantly have him hitting, like, an ether mask, <laughs> like, nonstop throughout the scene. They just randomly cut to him, like, huffing a face mask full of drugs, just being like, yeah, let's cut a face. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my man. my favorite Woo! part about it is that like <laughs> this is now the second of th- three different times where people are going to be like all right charles whatever you can deal with the body and him being like yes hell yeah and then him just fucking up atrociously and everyone being like god fucking damn it charles not again and then another person letting him do it like he just consistently <laughs> does this every time um, and they still let him do it every time. Uh, and then I guess Beth realizes, because Hayden's giving this exposition, because, again, Hayden knows exactly who the Black Dahlia victim was. Um, she's like, oh, I am famous. Like, that's her ghost criteria. It's uh-huh. not finding her bones. She just wants to be famous. And then Hayden, like, mentions that she's famous and... She, like, I guess gets to go to ghost heaven. But what's confusing about that is it's like, well, what if someone finds Moira's bones and Moira doesn't know? Because clearly Beth didn't know she was famous. So what happens if the ghost criteria gets met, but the ghost doesn't know that? Do they not get to go to ghost heaven? Wait, doesn't she appear later in the episode? Like, because something similar or my... Because remember, I think like something else happens where it's kind of like, yep, no, I think that's actually works better for you know what I mean. Like I thought she made that line, but maybe I think maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think she is in later, but I think the implication is that like she can decide to go to oh. Ghost Heaven now, like if she wants. Um, she completed yeah. the main storyline. Yeah, it does raise a great. Yeah, like, do you have to go back to the quest giver and be like, I'm famous now? <laughs> like, how does this work? Oh, yeah, you I, know, I know what the, you're a ghost I, I just remember the, and the scene, go- yeah. I, I get where you're the going. Ghost- yeah, the ghost assessor is like, <laughs> well, okay. Like, you know, I have to quiz you about what happened if your loops are all closed, but whatever. Yeah, ghost test. Anyway. You have to take your ghost driving ghost exam in order to get into ghost <laughs> heaven. Uh, yeah, the GMATs, but yeah, And, right. <laughs> like, that fully resolves... Beth's storyline which is I think where we're gonna call it for this episode uh, because there's still half an episode to go this is only one half of an episode yeah yeah Look forward to next time when we see what happens when Ben finally goes to see Viv in a psych ward, a place where he has declared he loves his wife, even though he detests what she has done recently. And also, as a, uh, you know, a licensed therapist, he should be very understanding and see the horrors of the internals of the system and why it is a bad system that we should not rely so heavily on for people with mental health issues. So I'm sure that's how he'll respond. He's such a good therapist. How could he? Not. That's yeah. How could I not? You're such a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, look forward to that next time, everybody. We're gonna. Uh... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spooky little girl part two next time. Bye. <laughs> Later. Yeah.